everyone. It's Morgan. Um, just checking in before the episode starts to remind everyone that even if the media cycle would like to move past it, uh, people are still daily protesting in the streets for equal rights and equal treatment um, for people of color, especially for black people in the United States. Um, this this matters. This is important. If you can help with that movement, please do so. Um, Black Lives Matter. Trans Lives Matter. Black Trans Lives Matter. Disabled people deserve equal treatment. I can just keep going. Um, please treat each other with kindness in... a time more difficult than perhaps the difficult times that we were already living in. All right, on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to Maybe We Can Fix This, the podcast where we talk about games that we like, but that might have missed the mark just a bit, and how we would change them to make them that much better. Joining me this week is Matt. Hello. Matt, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Matt. Uh, I am what you would call a huge nerd and massive gamer. Um... (laughs) Uh, I've been playing, uh, I've been, uh, got my first console when I was about five, and I have been uh, horrendously addicted ever since. Nice. Those are my credentials. <laughs> uh, Zeke, I don't exactly ask credentials on this show, but good to know you have them. Uh, oh. And you are joining me this week to talk about Mass Effect 3. Yes. Um, so why don't you start? What is Mass Effect 3? Okay, Mass Effect 3 is the third game in the Mass Effect series. Uh, it is about, uh, Commander Shepard, uh, battling against both the Reapers and also a, uh, galaxy full of criminals and all sorts of other colorful things. You know, general never dwells. Yes. Yes, uh, it is the story of Commander Shepard finishing off their trilogy, trying to save the galaxy from the Reaper threat. It is a yes. first per- third-person shooter RPG uh, yeah. by BioWare, published by EA, mm-hmm. which definitely led to some <laughs> decisions being made in the process. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Why did you play Mass Effect 3? Okay. Um, so, I am really big into sci-fi, and unfortunately, a lot of... Uh, I didn't really get to play a lot of like M-rated games or anything like that until I was actually at the age I was allowed to. My mom was super strict with ESRB and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so when I finally okay. got old enough and got a credit card... Okay. Um, <laughs> and... 
uh, was able to buy my own systems and stuff like that. I remember I um I went to GameStop and I saw Mass Effect and I remembered seeing old like GameStop um pre-order commercials <laughs> for Mass Effect 2 and I thought it looked so cool. Okay. So I got Mass Effect 1. Okay. Um so, you know, then, you know, through that I fell in love with the series, uh which is fun because the first game is kind of a clunky mess. I mean, um, I love it though. I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you had seen the ads for Mass Effect 2 in yeah, GameStop? Uh, in a GameStop, like, you know, when they used to do the pre-order bonus commercials and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, so I saw that, and I was like, oh my god, I have to play the first one. So I played the first one, played the second one, and then I, I very patiently awaited the third one coming out. And I was super excited. Um, so I mostly played it due to hype and already being a fan. Okay. I mean, that's a reasonable reason to play, play something. And, uh, what did you think of it? So, uh, the third game, I, I, I enjoyed it, um, up to a point. Uh, (laughs) I remember seeing memes of the ending before it came out, <laughs> like, before I got there. Yep. And, like, they weren't, like, anything super spoilery. It was, hey, pick your Mass Effect ending, and someone was holding up three different colored popsicles. <laughs> I was like, hmm, that seemed confusing. So, I uh, I remember I was like, it can't be that bad, because, like, you know, everyone hates the ending to anything ever at all. So, I was like, it can't be that bad. Everyone's just being whiny babies. Um, And then, and I got there. <laughs> yeah. I wondered why it, <laughs> I wondered why Bioware did that to me. But <laughs> it was definitely a very controversial controversial uh thing at the time to the point where you know they released a patch sort of expanding and changing the ending pretty quickly. Um yes. oh. like I think by the time I got the game, and I did not get it that far after launch. By the time I got to the ending, it, mm-hmm. that had already dropped. I, I think it was roughly a month after people got to the ending and were dissatisfied. Bioware that sounds about had right. put out an alter, like, the uh, the change to the ending, which, like, had, like, new dialogue, and it altered some animations that had happened. Yeah. Um, we can we can get into that kind of stuff later if we want. Um... Uh, but yeah, no, it was either already in the chamber or some serious crunch happened. Very uh, likely some serious crunch happened. It's not, the, yeah. it's not the sort of DLC that you have ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, typically. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I... Why did I play Mass Effect 3? So I can't remember why I picked up Mass Effect 1. I think I had heard mm-hmm. good things about it at some point, and eventually I got an Xbox 360, and I picked up Mass Effect 1, and I really liked it. Um, and that would have been, shit, late high school, I think? I don't remember. And then I got Mass Effect 2, and I... I also liked it quite a bit. And then when I got th- I got three in college and some other friends had beaten it first and had that sort of reaction, I played through it. And Mass Effect 3 has 
quite possibly my favorite sequence in definitely in the trilogy, potentially in all of gaming. One of my favorite, or at least one of my favorite sequences. <clears throat> and yet overall, I it wasn't up to what I was hoping for. Um, <clears throat> but it does do some, it did do some really good things. Um, the sequence I'm talking about and uh, listeners, from here on out, there might be story spoilers as we discuss this, what, decade-old game, almost? Yeah, it came out, I think, 2012, yeah, you know, almost Yeah, so just forewarning. Um, and it does sound like the ending is one of the things that will be discussed, so definitely forewarning. Um, mm-hmm. It is the sequence that culminates in Tuchanka. And, you know, everything that happens there. <laughs> that, that is, that is, pro- yeah. Uh, and so it sort of ramps up. And if he's still alive, you get to run into Major Kirihi. And then you go to Tuchanka. And you just have this sort of like barrel rush <laughs> um, oh, yeah. to the tower. <laughs> And then the whole sequence with the tower, especially if you have Morden, it's just oh yeah, all very good. And it's one of the only parts that I felt really took the choices you had been making in prior games and this thread of the whole of the trilogy of like the Krogan genophage and morally yep. what that meant, and actually mm-hmm. had a choice where you were grappling with that, and there were consequences mm-hmm. for it, and it was just very well done. Um, yes. Um. The the that that scene with Morden like singing to himself and yep. stuff like that while he's punching the last codes like it hits it hits hard. Mm-hmm. And I remember um I was at PAX and I went to a Mass Effect thing and they were like showing character they were like doing like a a thing where they're showing characters and Morden comes up and it's at that scene like when he looks oh, up and he smiles on. after he finishes putting the thing yep. in and everyone just goes. Oh, and just kind of deflates in their seats. Yeah, that's oh. not surprising. <laughs> like, <laughs> they did a very good job, like with that <clears throat> sequence. Um, and in general, like the the combat's pretty tight in the game. Like, I just was just playing it a bit yesterday, and like I can <clears throat> still you know snipe things with impunity, and yep. like. You know, powers are still cool to use and all that jazz. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I love. So I always played my. I played through the game twice. The first time I played through as a vanguard. That's my definitive favorite way to play because you get the uh, you get the spear where you just kind of launch yourself across the battlefield and then shoulder tackle something. <laughs> um, nice. Like that one was my favorite. Yeah, I, feel like uh, I played vanguard. A- Good bit. I think I ended up settling on Infiltrator the one time I played through the game. <laughs> I think, and in, in, in um, before people like end up listening to this podcast and thinking that I did not overall enjoy Mass Effect Three, I've spent the last day trying to convince myself not to rebuy the whole trilogy on PC so I can put on a couple <laughs> of choice mods and just replay it all. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm there. I think they're going to re-release the trilogy soon, and I'm definitely going to buy it. I really love this series See, a whole lot. Um, my worry with the re-release is that I would rather they were making Andromeda too, but that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry. 
Uh, if you were to pick like a thing that was your favorite part of Mass Effect 3, gameplay, story, whatever, what would it be? Okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to try to avoid the obvious, which is the Citadel DLC. I haven't played um, the Citadel DLC yet. It I've is really been hilarious. It is, it is really funny. Um, there's some great bits, and like the, the story is actually really interesting, so I won't go into it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so other than that, I would say I really like the, um, uh, the entire quarry and geth uh, okay. thing uh, that goes on, especially when you go into like uh, a geth's brain and you figure out what happened. Um, that whole, like, does this unit have a soul thing? comes up and you see like quarians trying to protect their geth and the geth trying to escape and stuff like that from their planet and you learn oh the geth didn't uh didn't destroy the quarians homeworld the quarians started to try to kill all of the geth and the geth fought back yep. because they'd grown smart enough and realized what was going on um so yep which got things to be complicated with Tally because I was romancing her at the time. But uh, uh, but uh, no, that the, the end scene, so uh, when I played through the first time, I didn't know how to play through Mass Effect games. Okay. So uh, instead of just uh, in, in the first game when you pick Coke or Pepsi, I, uh, I would switch <laughs> back and forth. I didn't realize you're supposed to pick either Coke or Pepsi and drink that the entire game. Um, for for so, people who might be confused, he is referring to Paragon and Renegade options. Yes. Because the game um, very much, the only way to really get all of the options in different situations is to maximize one of the two of those. Other Because if you go for mixed, there is no like, you must have this much Paragon and this much Renegade to pick this option. It's you must have Paragon to tend to pick this or Renegade to tend to pick that and nothing in between. Yeah. Um, but, uh, which, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Never mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Getting> <laughs> out of um, but, uh, yeah, I got to slow down. But, uh, so I got to the end and since I didn't have Max Paragon, um, because I was, you know, mm -hmm. I was role playing when I went through the game, <laughs> uh, because some of the is, you know, um, yeah. which, uh, but uh, uh, I got to the part where Legion's uploading the uh, his code thing in order to set all the Geth free and you know bring them to our side, and Tally's like, uh, and all the Quarians are like, we're gonna blow the Geth up now because this is our home, and I had to side with my girl, so I was like, hey Legion, can you not? And he gets pissed off and like picks Shepard up by his throat. Um, Jeez. And uh, yeah, and is like, I'm not going to let you decide my destiny. And he's like, oh, shit. And then Tally runs up and just like annihilates him with a uh, uh, like a little like shock stabby knife thing. Uh, Legion falls down and like Tally like, you know, holds him and he looks up and just like asks. Tally Zora, does this unit have a soul? And uh, I started to cry. Um, because yeah. he was my favorite little desk lamp, and I didn't need him to go like that. He's but he's gone Legion now. Legion was a very <laughs> when it comes to like robot characters, he was nice. Um there's a lot of it's not like the only uh robot character that's sort of focused on Am I human? Mm -hmm. um, but it is... It's it's pretty common that with such situations that they'll do, like... 
sort of a disregard for for sentient life or something or like there's a lot of like tricks they'll <laughs> fall back on um yeah and so it's nice that i don't know he's just so pure <laughs> yeah he's, he's a and good he boy also kills <laughs> things really real easy <laughs> yeah i had him on my team i needed more tech people i already had biotics covered one of, one of, the, so. one of the best things about mass effect 2 is that they give you a plethora of snipers yeah they, you have three yeah. people who make who make good dedicated snipers which is amazing yes which thank god because i needed someone to cover me whenever <laughs> i launched myself across the battlefield and shotgunned giant mechs in the face yeah so um but yeah that was that was one of my favorite sequences in the game makes sense so uh to get more to the meat and potatoes what didn't you like oh okay so um a lot of these things might be kind of nitpicky i'm not sure but i mean uh, i'd rather get the nitpicky stuff out of the way first so the the thing is, I don't know if this is a nitpick or if it's or if it's an actual issue. Uh, I'd call it an actual issue, but you know, <laughs> definitions may vary. Mm -hmm. um, so the last decision that you make at the end of Mass Effect Two is: do you turn the collector base over to the elusive man, mm -hmm. or do you, um, or do you destroy yep. it? So at the beginning, so I gave it to him because I was role playing a character, okay. and Garrus makes a very good point and says, "Hey, if you blow this up." everyone like everything that we could learn and all of those human lives that were lost here are gone forever for no reason and i went garris good point so so i gave it to the elusive man so when i started the next game yep. um my choice at least what i thought was reflected in that uh, cerberus now has indoc like hyper fast indoctrinated soldiers that have like the kind of like husk looking reaper face yep. Um, when you pull the helmet off, come to find out oh, <laughs> on my second playthrough, yep, that's just how they always are. Yep. That they're always like yeah. that. And I was like, what the hell now? Like I, I can find an easy way to fix this. And it's just that either a, you turn the collector base over and they're using it and they use it to, you know, make soldiers really quick and stuff like that. Or B Cerberus already uses media to alter like the way things look and i don't see it as too far of a stretch to have the elusive man say hey run a uh, run a campaign about how the reapers are coming to kill all of us and you should do your part and then they have like massive signups i could see that working but yeah uh, um but like i guess the main problem i have is that the first two like the second game echoes your decisions that you make in the first game relatively well and then when you make the jump to the third one, they really don't anymore. Yeah, that is sort of uh, like the ultimate issue a lot of people have with the game. And I feel really bad for the developers because they promised so much with this idea of <laughs> like all of these different, you know, ways to play through the game and all of these different variables from like how you treated different things. And it like <clears throat> It was not sustainable to 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 mm -hmm. plot out a game series that excuse me to plot out a game series that way. It's just the complexity of 
of of paths to keep track of was just too much. But because yeah. they had made that bed when they didn't lay in it for as long as players expected, there was, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to say riots in the street, but there might as, you know, gamers be gamers, yeah. uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of a lot of problems with that. Um, and so it sucks. Uh, I think a lot of I'm not going to sit here and say it didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> though I definitely have sympathy for how it turned out. Yeah. Um, and I I feel like like a lot of I mean the the devs got way more backlash than was deserved because sure. like at the end of the at the end of the day it's a it's a game yep. <laughs> like um like I understand that you're upset but like just because the last you know two hours of the game isn't what you want it to be don't. Don't, don't start a Twitter war. We don't need that. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's more constructive ways to to talk about the game than than you know sending the devs death threats, like uh, doing a mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eight years after the fact. <laughs> I never claim to be topical. Good. That's boring. Mm. Let's dredge up drama anyway. Oh. <laughs> What did you not super enjoy about Mass Effect 3? So, there is the obvious problem of, like, a lot of decisions. My issue with the fact that a lot of decisions didn't play out was mostly that many, many decisions end up being reduced to just, like, a number. And often, like, equivalent Mm. numbers. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there's also content that just makes no sense for, for for, you know, everyone to experience in the same way, like you have the Rachni are a prime example where <sighs> either the Rachni were saved and mm-hmm. uh, damn it, what's the word I want? Either you saved the Rachni in Mass Effect 1 uh, yeah. or you didn't. Either way, mm-hmm. You fight Rachni. Yes. Um, which is really disappointing because while they do do then like a um, Rachni help on the Citadel with things, it's not. <clears throat> it's it's disappointing for something that was such a big choice yeah. to be rendered meaningless. Yeah. At the um, same time, I almost wonder I, if that was sort of what they ended up sort of gearing towards, which I think ends up playing a lot to my pitch. Um, so I don't want to get too into it mm-hmm. quite yet. Um, Got it. But like, there was just so many things that it's not even that my my I don't actually care that the Conrad Werner plot gets dropped, or that mm-hmm. biotic god Volus doesn't like make a major appearance or anything. Um, you know, I I had approached the first two games with such not devotion, um, but such rigor that I literally wrote an academic mm-hmm. paper about them. And then Mass Effect yeah. 3 came out and rendered most of my points null and void because they reduced mm-hmm. all of these interesting choices to numbers on your galactic yeah. readiness chart. 
Yeah. Uh, which for me was really disappointing. Like the ending itself wasn't actually my problem. It was like the little losses <laughs> along the way like that. Um, <laughs> so with that said, would you like to pitch your fixes first? Okay. Um, so I've got a bunch of tiny little fixes. We talked about, I already talked about the, the Cerberus mm-hmm. thing. Um, so uh, unfortunately, some of my fixes would have to start in mass effect 2 sure um, that's fine and nothing in my pod- nothing in my over. podcast says that you can't do that hell yeah um so and some of it kind of will lean back to mass effect 1 as well so i sort of hate the paragon renegade thing uh cuz again i when i play in games i like to role play but in games like these but starting mostly in mass effect 2 you you know, you pick Coke or Pepsi. You pick Renegade or Paragon the entire time. That is what you do. You either hold up on the mouse, uh, hold up on the uh, directional stick to pick the top option, which is the Paragon one, or the one down to pick the uh, the Renegade one. The first game, Charm and Intimidate were stats that you could decide to level up, which I like a hell of a lot better, um, because that means in certain situations you can be Angry Shepherd. And in certain situations, you can be neutral shepherd um, and happy shepherd, you know, respectively. But when you need to calm someone down or scare someone so that they, you know, give you information, you could put points into those stats so that things work, but like, you know, so things work better and you can be a, you know, a functional human being. Because in certain situations, it does call for, you know, you to maybe punch somebody in the face or not let that guy finish monologuing so you can just start shooting him. Yeah, you know, I hadn't um, actually thought of it in those those terms. It did give you a lot more flexibility to role play when you were going, this will unlock options, but they will always still... I can be pouring points into Charm and still get to be a jerk, or I can be pouring points into Renegade but still be kind to a small child, you know? Yeah, yeah, because you know, in in like starting in Mass Effect Two, it's like a kid drops their their candy money. Do you Paragon pick the money up and give it them, or Renegade kick it into the into the sewer? It's like, well, I really want that Renegade ending. Buy money, you kick it into the sewer. So like, I don't know. So that's that's one thing that I would kind of band aid so that the games can be more you know play the way that you want as opposed to you know. Oh, I might as well just pick Paragon at the beginning and then duct tape my controller this way. Yeah, um, fair. Then uh, in Mass Effect 2, you have options to side with Cerberus on certain issues mm-hmm. or you know, kind of undermine Cerberus as you go. Um, that is not reflected in Mass Effect 3 in any way. If you were all Cerberus, all the time, uh, the entire way through Mass Effect 2. It doesn't matter in Mass Effect 3, they are always enemies. Um, you cannot work with the Elusive Man anymore, which, I mean, I wouldn't, but it, it it's just very strange that there was... I think what it ends up coming down to is in order to keep working with the Elusive Man at that point, you wouldn't be <clears throat> Renegade, you would be evil evil <laughs> yeah um, and the game does yeah, go quite a ways uh, into at least i cannot in good faith say that shepherd is a good person 
but mm-hmm. the game does try to portray them as such. Yeah. They, they kill way too many people, for starters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Sh- Shepard has one of the most, you know, one of the highest kill counts of any video game character, like, ever. Yeah. Because at the end of the Arrival DLC, yep. you take out literally trillions of people. Um, yep. And Shepard looks, you know, devastated by it, but it was a thing to buy every one time. Like, I get it, but, like, that's not a... It's not a win. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Uh, and it's not it's um, not portrayed as it's not you don't have to sit with it in the way that you should mm-hmm. yeah um so then there's uh god what's his name i think it's kai lang uh i have many opinions Three. about kai lang so i would take him out of the game and i would replace him with miranda um because, like, so Mass Effect 2, Miranda is basically, you know, all Cerberus all the time. Yeah. I love Cerberus, yay. Um, so, I don't know. I think it would make sense if, when you go into Mass Effect 3, she betrays the shit out of you and is, you know, I'm the most perfect assassin, haha, mm-hmm. big tech person, um, and, you know, tries to take you out because she's like, you're going against Cerberus, you're going against the thing that brought you back yeah. to life, like, what the hell, Shepard? <laughs> um, I think that would have been you know, way more powerful than and here comes bad guy. Yeah. He's bad. I, um so when I get to my pitch I'll I have some thoughts on Kai Lang, but I don't want to mix things in too much. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. I mean so, sorry, my pitch is this strange meandering <laughs> <laughs> what I remembered thing, but yeah, regardless. Um <laughs> Uh, so, you know, replace him with Miranda, have Miranda be, you know, your your Team Rocket the entire game. Um, I think that makes it much stronger, because okay. if you liked Miranda in the first game, shit. <laughs> she, she's she's a bad person yep. now. I'm sad. Um, that being said, I have found no one who is like, Miranda's my favorite character! So, I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. After that, so we talked about the Rachni thing. I think that they're are enough other aliens in the war in like the Mass Effect world that if the Rachni Queen was killed in your Renegade playthrough of Mass Effect One, I think the Reapers could probably corrupt a different uh, species of alien and make them into their walking turrets, <laughs> like the Elcor. Oh, don't <laughs> it would do be that great to, to fight some Elcor. I mean, you're Listen. right. You're right. They would have been a good villain to fight in that sense. Mm-hmm. But that still makes me very sad. Yeah, and it would have been really upsetting because instead you get, oh, look, I know you killed the Rachni Queen, but uh, they made another one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oof. Uh, so I, I think it would have been good to, you know, sort of reward the <laughs> renegade player of, hey, you got rid of this thing in game one. It's not a problem in game three now. Yeah. Uh, um. But you know, I mean, it it is what it is, I guess. Um. But uh. Yeah. Finally, 
there's a lot of other stuff, but I we don't need to be here for three hours. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, the other thing that I would change starts Mass Effect 2 as well. Uh, if you are renegade, your face glows and your eyes glow because you're such a bad guy. Uh, what is this fable? I think... <laughs> It, yeah, yeah so no, they do I, that I, in Mass Effect 2, and there's the whole, like... It's, I know. It's, there's the whole, like, my scars thing that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're aggressive, your scars won't go away. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm shooting my gun and shoulder-checking mechs. Is that not an aggressive act? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, uh, the only thing I know of... <laughs> mentally that can cause cuts to not heal as well is stress so really yeah. the entirety of mass effect 3 should just be every character getting more and more cut up and scarred and nothing yeah. healing yeah. right like <laughs> yeah so yeah and like that's what i like i i always hate when they're like oh bad guys you know yeah it, like in fable like your hair starts falling yep. out and your eyes turn red and yeah, you have a raspy that, like, voice that is and they're ugly, good is beautiful thing is yeah. quite annoying yeah and what i would do instead is you know if you're playing a good person you're going to go out of your way to be as good as possible probably and that sounds stressful as hell. It does. That sounds like you aren't sleeping correctly. And maybe, <laughs> you know, your character model should reflect that because they have bags under their eyes <laughs> and they have lines on their face. And, like, you know, maybe they're getting just a little skinnier because it's like, holy crap. All right. Instead of just, like, plowing through. Actual weight of the like, universe on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and instead of just being a jerk and being like, I don't know, just, just like... Just get rid of that planet. I don't care. Let the Reapers eat it, and we're going to, you know, go around and do something over here. And then if you're a good guy, it's, all right, we got to repel the Reaper attack on that planet. Mm -hmm. <sighs> get me a cup of coffee. I'm, uh, like... Just, like, that's, an IV of know. coffee built into the soup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, um, like, I don't know. I, that Just having them just sound like a, a little tired yeah. is what I would want. As opposed to just like, I'm a bad guy. I got circles on my face that glow and my eyes are iridescent. That um, is very fair. <laughs> um, and finally, there's the endings, which got a band-aid put on them. And I appreciated that band-aid. <laughs> um, I appreciated it so much because the first time I beat the game, I got what is called the I did the destroy ending yep. because it's the one that I thought was proper, mm -hmm. but I didn't play online and do every side quest possible. Yeah, therefore I got the disintegrate ending, yep. which basically just means there's a galaxy wide extinction of everything. Uh, I um, believe it does it destroy it, all, um, like artificial intelligence type life. I believe yeah. so. It so it takes out the reapers, the reapers and the Gath. Edie. Um, Edie, and it takes out everyone on your cruise ship. So, like, at the end, do you remember, like, the Normandy crashes on a planet that looks kind of like yep. Earth, uh, and the door opens, and then your uh, Joker and your two companions walk yeah. out? Um, if you get the disintegrate ending, the door opens, and then the game ends. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the ending I yeah, got. that's harsh. And I didn't sleep that night. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe I just, it. like, I just, 
paced in my room until four in the morning just like why did bioware do this to me oh <laughs> uh, yeah i um i and, never uh, had any of the really catastrophic endings um because i would just be very <clears throat> fixated on getting the best ending i could so like I have only ever beaten Mass Effect 2 with everyone surviving the suicide mission. <laughs> yeah. Um, I played, so I played through twice. The second time uh, was with my friend Mindy, and she was like, hey, I want to make decisions. I'm like, okay. And then we got to the final mission. I looked at her. I'm like, all right. I'm going to have to take the wheel here. And she went, why? I'm like, <laughs> you will understand. People can. People can die. Like, my first time through that final mission and in the second one, I was like, all right, well, who's going to go in the pipe? Because I feel like they're going to die. And it's like, I didn't know. You have to pick a tech person. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, uh, Thane, I used you the least. Oh, no! Get in there. <laughs> yeah. My boy. So, so he took a rocket launcher to the face. Um, yep. Then, uh, then... Um, Grunt died. I can't remember why. I think I left him in charge. I'm like, yeah, Grunt, my 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 tube baby. Let's do this. Um, so, uh, Grunt bit it, and then Samara bit it. Jeez. And then, <laughs> yeah, I didn't do too good. Um, and then I lost. I lost Jack too. Uh, the flip side of this so, is that if you do make yeah. all the right choices. You can end up in situations like mine, where I was going yeah. to the final boss with me, Kasumi, and Morgan. <laughs> AKA, the lowest firepower group you can have. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Kasumi is not good against big things. She sneaks up and oh. stabs people in the back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's a D&D &D oh, rogue God. in Mass Effect setting. Like, yep. Then the fucking giant reaper shows yeah. up, and you're like, hmm, I don't think that dagger's going to do it, honey. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I ended the game, and I was like, I'm going to bring Garrus and Tally with me, because I know if I bring them with me, they won't die. <laughs> and I was right. You were. <laughs> um, and then when I played through the second time, everyone made it. Congratulations. Why? Because we picked Pepsi, and we did Pepsi the whole time. And we also saved Rex in the first game, which is something I fucked up on in the first round. Oh, yeah. Um, like, it's pretty common for people to screw that up, and I was just like, no. I love Rex, and I was very sad that I had to, that, you know, I didn't put him down. Ashley did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you, don't, uh, if you don't have Rex, you get his brother, and his brother kind of sucks. Um... <laughs> So, you know, when you save Rex, you have way more fun. Because he runs up, he's like, Shepard, you're my friend. I thought you died. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. But anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm doing a pitch, apparently. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Tangents. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, ending, you know, I would have it be way less confusing. Uh, so, like, you know, you do your thing where you, you do the, the sprint down that yep. hill. And Sovereign's there shooting his huge fuck you yep. lasers. Um, and, you know, you have your moment where you say goodbye to the two companions you had with you. Mm -hmm. um, which was Tally and Garrus both times. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we love them. Um, oh, wait, no, it wasn't Tally the second time. Tally died in my friend Mindy's <gasps> playthrough. Yeah. 
yeah, it was fucked up. Um, she was like, yeah, no, we need the geth. And I'm like, no, the Corians are really, no, you don't understand. My desk lamp is my best friend. And I was like, okay. Um, but anyway, um, so like you, so you, you know, Shepard gets blasted with his, uh, with his, with the big old fuck you laser. Uh, then he stands up and he stands up before Sovereign leaves. Which means Sovereign can definitely see the most dangerous Reaper killer stand yes. up really close to that thing he shouldn't be standing near and goes yeah. eh, and flies off. Um, so I would have, you know, you wake up five minutes later and you're like, oh shit, okay, and then you crawl in. <laughs> um, uh, nitpick time incoming. You go through the, uh, you go through your huge blue teleport beam yep. thing and end up in the pile of bodies room. Yep. And somehow your armor being fucking obliterated by the fuck you laser hasn't touched your communication device and it's still working fine. Uh, nitpick, <laughs> it's not a huge problem, but <laughs> irritated me nonetheless. I can understand. Um, uh, you walk up and Anderson came up after you and is ahead of you. Whatever. Yeah. And, you know, Tim is there, the elusive man. We call him Tim. I did not know um, that. Uh, yeah, you know, the elusive man, T-I-L. Um, oh, Tim. That... So, okay. Tim. That works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim's there, hanging out, being like, we can control the Reaper, Shepard. And I was like, uh, so, what I was thinking is, so, uh, so, Shepard wakes up, you can have him get messed up, it's fine. Uh, Sovereign's already gone. You crawl in, um, and then you show up, and the elusive man is there. Uh, and he's like, hey, I uh, I did the thing. I can control the Reapers now. And you go, excuse me? <laughs> he goes, yeah, no, I can I can do it. Um, and then uh, you hear behind you, Shepard, he's indoctrinated. And Anderson comes out. He's like, we got to take him out. And you're both really messed up. But you just kind of, you kind of muster. Yeah. And uh, you got to do, you do one more fight with the elusive man. Mm -hmm. Or... If you have full Paragon, because you picked Pepsi, you can go, elusive man, cut it out. He'll go, okay. Because um, <laughs> uh, you can talk Saren into, um, yes. Yes. into offing yes. himself in the first game, which was actually kind of cool. I didn't think they would do that, yep, but anyway. I have... um, we will get to my pitch. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know, you have him do that, and... Uh, so you like, which like, you know, that can be a throwback to the first game. You skip the first phase of his boss fight. Um, then you fight Reaper Tim. Um, who's just like a weird, like messed up husk. Yep. Uh, who like kicks you, like kicks you and Anderson back into the corpse room and just starts doing a whole bunch of weird techno body horror on those things. Uh -huh. And you guys just got to light them up. You just got to, you, you and Anderson just got to do work on this motherfucker. Okay. And he eventually takes out Captain Anderson, uh, Admiral? I don't know. He takes out Anderson, yeah. um, so you have that emotional thing where you say goodbye to him, mm -hmm. uh, and Anderson looks up at you, and he just says, you gotta destroy him, and you start walking forward, and then Tim, with his final breath, goes, no, Shepard, I think you can control them, and you go, huh? And then you walk into the thing, uh, and you have your two options ahead of yep. you, uh, and you can, you know, you, know you, you walk up and you pick. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the ending can play out, you know, any way you want. I wouldn't have the galactic readiness thing 
really be there. Um, I would have it quantify in either things are going to be really hard to fix or kind of easy to fix. Yeah. I wouldn't have the, you have disintegrated the galaxy yeah. as an option. Um, I think... Nope, I will get to that. <laughs> Sorry, right. I keep saying uh, that. <laughs> it's fine. Um, uh, but yeah, so like, I don't know. I think Mass Effect 3 really needs a final boss, and uh, you don't have one other than our boy Marauder Shields, who shows up and shoots you in the shoulder, and that is about it. Um, okay. So, uh, and I would take the Godchild out, because I don't like the Godchild, and I don't really care for the synthesis ending. So, you know. Um, uh, I will say, the control ending is my favorite one, because you become, you know, Reaper God. Um, mm -hmm. However, that ending cannot be canon. <laughs> Because, because then, then there's, I don't think there could be conflict ever again. It's like, what happens? Oh, if there's any problems over there, giant hands come out of the sky and solve it for us. All right. Yeah, I, think, like, um, I think the existence of Mass Effect Andromeda implies that Shepard is not Reaper God. Yeah, I think it, I think the destroy, the perfect destroy ending, I think is the, uh, one uh where like shepherd lives and you know stuff like that but you know yeah okay your turn Fair. I, think <laughs> I don't have as many comments in your pitch because i think a lot of my pitch overlaps in places so for starters do you remember the video about the indoctrinization theory i love the indoctrination theory so, so the basic idea <laughs> I haven't seen that video in a very long time. Um, mm -hmm. I perhaps could have watched it in preparation, uh, but I'm not attempting to just bit back out the indoctrinization theory here. Yeah. Um, oh. I So the basic idea there, for, for listeners who haven't seen that video, is that during the events of Mass Effect 3, Commander Shepard is to some extent indoctrinated. Um, it presents evidence like the little boy um, who alternately seems to exist and not exist and eventually is, you know, the, the, the yeah. god thing in the, in the catalyst. Um, yeah. The weird uh, dreams. They make... How the whole yeah. ending sequence uh... is, like, sort of bizarre and it's unclear if it's really happening. All of those mm -hmm. things is, and, and other things is being evidence that what's going on is that Shepard is indoctrinated. Mm -hmm. I don't think uh, that that is what the game is saying. That said, I think that's what the game should be saying. Yes, I agree. So, before I really dive into that, I do have a few other nitpicks I want to touch on. Uh, okay. Let's see, where's my list? <laughs> Oh, jeez. You should have gotten to see the Elcor or Hanar homeworlds. Uh, mm -hmm. That is less of a nitpick and more of a, a wish that I always wanted fulfilled. Yes. The character of James Vega um, was basically built as a entry point for people new to the series, but I don't... It is a weird thing to make one of your few character slots be something specifically for people who 
are definitely being thrown into a situation where they don't have all of the backing. Like it is, yep, I, it is uh, very much a game that expects you to, or at least is best played if you have played the prior two games, or at the very least mm-hmm. have read about them, or watched yeah. like a playthrough. And so it is odd that they put mm-hmm. the amount of resources they did into making that character. Um, yep, it pisses me off that the only character who will cheat on you is the one black dude who is a party member. Really? So in between two and three, um, the only character that you can romance in a prior game who will start up another relationship either while you theoretically would still be in a relationship is him. It's an awkward conversation that you have with him. But like, it just Bob. I don't think it's bad that a character does that. I think that is a reasonable mm-hmm. thing for them to have plotted in somewhere. It bothers me yeah. that the only person who cheats on you is a black guy who has an absentee father that you have to deal with in the prior game. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. I just feel like they can do better, and I know they can do better because in Andromeda they do do better. <laughs> um, what was what else is on my list? Uh, <laughs> all the decisions become a number, which I already talked about. Yavik should yeah. not have been DLC. Nope. Oh my putting, god! Putting a character who's so like the DLC characters in Mass Effect Two aren't very impactful to the rest of Mass Effect as a whole. Like, I, yeah, I played with Zaid is someone who, like, fills in a role of, like, more mercenary. Like, he's sort of like a human Rex, which means he's sort mm-hmm. of just a worse Rex. But there can yeah. be space <laughs> for that, I guess. Like, there's so many squad mates in Mass Effect 2, why not? Kazumi is, is yeah. very unique in her sort of combat approach. And her, like, <laughs> mission is great. Like, you do a heist, and it's wonderful. But she doesn't matter in the grand scope of things, which is fine. Yavik <laughs> does. Having a Prothean as a squad mate and very much demystifying and, like, really hammering home a lot of the sort of cyclical problems that the that the the Reaper cycle is sort of dealing with by having someone mm-hmm. from that prior cycle around kind of mm-hmm. matters in the lore of the whole series. And so yep. he's especially day one DLC. Zero day DLC. It was a pre-ordered <sighs> DLC. And that's just yep. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. No, no, same. I was I bought it because I I wanted it. I wanted my full Mass Effect experience. My sister bought it for me because <laughs> oh. it was a birthday present. <laughs> oh. Um. And then the actual pitch. All right, party. Everything else sort of falls into this pitch. So, Mass Effect as a trilogy is very much about control. 
uh, I would say Mass Effect as a franchise is about to control uh, with Andromeda's like body nonsense. Um, I don't know if you've played Andromeda. I have not. Cool. I won't say any more because it's a major plot point. Um, okay. But right from the get-go in Mass Effect 1, you were introduced to indoctrination where mm-hmm. just being around a Reaper lets a Reaper change how you think, how you act, and what you do. And it takes extraordinary mm-hmm. willpower to resist it for even moments. Matriarch Benezia, who is a matriarch, so she's an Asari who's, you know, hundreds of years, perhaps even a thousand years old, and a powerful biotic, barely manages to do so on her, like, deathbed. Saren at most does so for, like, 30 seconds, and he, you know, it's this big thing. Um... And then in Mass Effect 2, you don't have the indoctrination as strongly as a theme because you have, you know, the collectors, you know, freezing people from being able to move and capturing them and turning them into goop. Um, yeah. And you have this idea of, like, Shepard having to run around working for the elusive man. Where, yeah. like, technically Shepard has more freedom than in the first game but at the same time you're beholden to a person with different ideals than your own very obviously yep Mm -hmm. and then the third game it's just a war and it's this idea of and so like how it sort of plays out is you do not have control over the galactic situation and you are fighting against this surge like you know it's standing in front of a tidal wave trying to hassle erect a shack is sort of what the races are doing. Um, And they bring into this, like, indoctrinization thing, like, oh, you know, the elusive man is indoctrinated, Kai Lang is indoctrinated, you know, a bunch of random Cerberus people are. But you don't get what indoctrinization as a concept promises which is betrayal. Mm-hmm. What indoctrination promises is that it makes a character do not what you want that character to do. No one that you mm-hmm. fu- that you deal with who is indoctrinated in this in the trilogy that I can recall at least isn't already a nemesis, isn't already like an antagonist or whatever non-antagonist they are, you never get to interact with. Like, you don't interact yeah. with Venezia pre-indoctrinization. Yeah. It, yeah, everyone has off-screen been indoctrinated. Yeah. And... Especially, like... Yeah. And then and then you have, like... We'll get to that. Um, and so what I think would have worked better is if they sort of really played up the sort of paranoia and that sort of betrayal that would come from you might be indoctrinated, other people might be indoctrinated. So, mm-hmm. let's say Shepard is. Or at least yeah. is slightly. He spent time on Reapers, he got hit with the, uh, sorry, they got hit with the, uh, like, you know, yeah. blast from the thing in Arrival. Yeah, like, no, yeah they, like they might not be completely under their control, which is why the player gets to run around and do things, but like, push yeah. comes to shove, they might not be witnessing the world the way they think they are. Right? Mm-hmm. 
And I think that yep. the way you would seed that is replacing Kai Lang. Okay. So Kai Lang, one, uh, is just an Asian stereotype. Um, <laughs> I, like, they are a Chinese person wielding a Japanese sword. They are basically a sci-fi ninja. They only have yeah. character development if you've read all the comics, which mm-hmm. is a little obnoxious for a character that's so prominent in the narrative in the game. Um, yeah. And so, like, if you haven't read the comics, they're just this space ninja who's mean. You know, Got like, it. they did. Um, so what I would say is that role of the elusive man's right hand assassin person, like, you suggested using Miranda. Miranda's a good idea. I would say mm-hmm. that there there would be, like, a pool of people it could be um, in case of people mm-hmm. dying. Right? So, especially if you did not get their loyalty in Mass Effect 2. Miranda's a good Mm -hmm. pick. Zayid's a good pick. Taylor's a good pick. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say Garrus is a good pick, but Garrus, because Garrus is is alien. Like, all the aliens are basically out because the Ludus of Man wouldn't work with them. Um, Yeah. The Vermeer survivor isn't mm-hmm. a terrible pick. Uh, they're already doing other things with them, though. I would, yeah. as the fallback person... I was looking for, like, combat-capable humans that aren't otherwise covered. Um, honestly, mm-hmm. Bailey might be the best one, as your, like, fallback, fallback, fallback. Uh, <coughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Who's the, um, secu- the head of security... On the Citadel that you deal with in Mass Effect two and three, yeah, yeah, she's that yeah, guy. She's yeah. that guy. Um, because there isn't any way for him to have died. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a. And it would be like a, oh shit, especially for, you know, Shepard or for you know Garrus, or or any other CSEC yeah. uh, associated person. Um, <laughs> I think also like. Having it very, having it be a squad member, especially if it could be, would really hammer home one. Not everyone gets to make it out of this war, for starters. Which yeah. you then you learn other ways around the same time, but like would be good to know. Two, even your allies co- might not be able to be trusted. Yeah, especially if you make it obvious if when you kill them that they were not doing this of their own accord. Yep. And then when you oh. are dripping in these these other implications that Shepard might be indoctrinated, you go, wait, but that is possible. Because, like, someone mm-hmm. else, it happened to someone else. Why, why couldn't it be happening to me? Mm-hmm. And so most of the game, I'm, I'm going to say, would probably play out roughly the same way. Um, like, I do think a lot of the big set pieces did work. Yeah. Before we move too far uh-huh. away from that, what if it, what if Kai Lang was Joker instead? And Edie My, so there's a was couple, a Reaper There's a thing. couple problems with that. One, Joker is not <clears throat> able to do combat. Oh, yeah. You wanted a combat person. I wanted a combat person <laughs> because the person is like an assassin. Mind you, you could go, 
indoctrinated and then had all the limbs replaced. But it's Joker's all of his bones. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And so, like um, that, that's just is something that would be difficult, I think, for them to justify in the narrative. It, as I, I think it would, pro- yeah, it wouldn't be a boss fight. I think it would mostly be like a set piece thing where it's you like could Joker do a set just piece like, of Joker being indoctrinated and betraying you, especially yeah, if left. The yeah. there's two problems there. One, obviously, you can't direct them with combat, which makes them a poor replacement for Kai Ling in the narrative. Yeah. Two, if yeah. you make Ed evil, or like a Reaper, mm-hmm. huh? Same. So, yeah. Actually, as long as the <laughs> guests still get to have their plot, if you yeah. make Edie be basically take two of the of the human Reaper boss. Then it mm-hmm. could work, mm-hmm. and I like that. I hadn't thought of it, but I do like that as a thing they could have done. Um, mm-hmm. But in order to do that, they would have to maintain, like, good, there are good Geth and that and Legion stuff. Because if they make Edie, if they were to make Edie evil, and the Geth neutral at best. <clears throat> They are basically going yeah. all AIs are bad. Yeah. So yeah, that would be boring. a tightrope. I think they could walk yeah. it based on what they did, but that would be a tightrope. Mm-hmm. And then, sort of in the ending segments, uh, when mm-hmm. you're doing all those final battle stuff. Um, oh, other nitpick: when you fight a Reaper on a cliff face with a with a heavy weapon by yourself, basically. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I thought that was just a targeting thing, and you were getting the um, you were having the all, you were basically setting up a targeting thing for the ships above it, you to fire it is, a, but it's a volley also, down. I just didn't like that sequence. That's fair. Uh, anyway, more <laughs> important, um, as you're doing to take a leaf out of their own book, if you've played the first Dragon Age, yes. So in the first Dragon Age, when you get to the end of the game, the various factions that you have befriended you can summon people from that faction once each mm-hmm. versus different challenges in the city. Yep. I think having either that sort of a setup or even like in this combat encounter, if you have saved the Rachni, Rachni show up and help you, would yep. make you those choices it. feel better than just numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, even yep. if it's like overall not that much impact, being able to go, mm-hmm. I save this person, they show up in this fight. Yep, and that's yeah, that's one of the most emotionally impacting things for yeah. me is I did the thing and I get my thirty seconds of the thing happening. And I think even if if you build up this big big damn heroes thing, right, by having all these people mm-hmm. show up and such, and then you end up you go through the blue light or whatever and it becomes clear that not only is the elusive man obviously indoctrinated you are likely indoctrinated like mm-hmm. if you have you and anderson go up and mm-hmm. anderson starts saying things that don't make sense because mm-hmm. the reaper is making how you're perceiving your surroundings wrong compared to what he's saying. Yep. Then it becomes like a okay, 
let's say you go up to the catalyst and it's like you have that parent you can have like the paranoia of 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 maybe anderson still being there or like even just like a second guessing mm-hmm. yourself of like wait what if i am indoctrinated what if this isn't real what if what i'm hearing is not the truth and then you have god child yeah. being like if you do this you can control the reapers mm-hmm. then it becomes like wait like, but do i be- who do, who am i believing what am i believing yeah uh and it would they could still end on a very ambiguous note, which I don't think would be a bad thing. Because at the end of the day, it is a trilogy that is so chock full of like, you are in control of your character, you're making these choices, blah, 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 against a backdrop of not being in control. And for it to end with you having to make a choice, not knowing if you are in control, I think would have worked. Yeah. Um, I think games need to be confident to have, you know, bad endings, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. Like it, <laughs> and in a lot of ways, it, it, it did have a, you know, a bad ending, quote unquote, where like you didn't necessarily yeah. save the day. But mm-hmm. honestly, after beating the game, I wasn't really sure what happened. And it wasn't because yeah, so, it was vague. It was like, I don't understand what I just saw. <laughs> yeah, well, so, like, with without the Band-Aid DLC, um, the, the game, like, it leaves off in a very, even if you got the quote-unquote best ending, it leaves off in an incredibly dismal, sad moment because all the mass relays are gone. And yeah. basically a like a boatload of Turian, Quarian, Krogan, and Rachni are basically stranded on Earth. Yep. They can't go anywhere. And Turians and Quarians can't eat human food. Yep. <laughs> so like they're they're just gonna they're gonna starve or they're gonna like have to like everyone's gonna have to go into stasis and they're gonna have to like point their ships towards home and just fly that way for five hundred years. It, yeah. <laughs> um and it's like I don't <laughs> <laughs> you guys taught me all this stuff, and now it, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> like it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. <sighs> yeah. It. Um. <laughs> they don't really. They don't really actually show you consequences for it. And so, like, there's yeah. sort of two ways they can go. This they could have. They could really commit. Help if the game just cut. As, like, you make the choice and the game ends. No mm-hmm. final cutscene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's, like, an audio cue. Mm-hmm. Then people would talk about it. Then people would have theories about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you wouldn't... I'd, we did not need a Mass Effect 4. I like Andromeda. Uh, Andromeda is mm-hmm. almost a spinoff, really. Um, (laughs) it is a spinoff like that's it's not almost it it is just a spinoff um yeah and so like i think yeah i don't know like people talk about inception's ending all the damn time (laughs) they probably could have talked about the master one in the same way where it wouldn't just be like people don't like the ending it's like 
but what does the ending mean? What actually happened? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and that I think that comes down to the difference in medium of you. You played the Mass Effect series for probably like ninety yeah. hours, and the endings. The the ending made me mad. Uh you watched Inception for two. That's fair. So, um, I think that might be where that comes from. I guess. Um, I like Inceptions. Yeah. I, 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 I think that as an art form, video games are old enough to have endings that leave us uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I am all for having a ending that, you know, makes you think. And you know you have to kind of theorize, like, and there's no the right best, answer. And I the love best the dark endings. Paint the entire work in a new light, right? I yeah, like I love the Dark Souls series. Those endings, you 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 don't know what happens <laughs> after. There's no there's no real like like you can you can assume based on things that have happened in game mm-hmm. what's going to happen, but there's no clear cut. This is yep. what happens. To the world after you're done, um, and people love those games. And I've never had anybody. I've never read a forty-four page thread <laughs> of someone being like, you know, I find that the ending of Dark Souls One is just kind of a huge letdown. I mean, you're on fire, and that's it. <laughs> Jeez, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it is definitely treated in a different way. Um, I would make it worse. <laughs> Uh, and I think that's okay, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it, so, uh, my, my main thing with Mass Effect is I want to see what I have done to affect things massively. So, I like my little slideshow ending that goes, look, a Krogan baby, look, (laughs) the Quarians in the Geth are high-fiving over in that corner. Yeah, no, um, it, it, uh, it's one of those things where, like, I feel like I've said this already and i'm just rephrasing it but like when yeah. you are ending an epic you either have that epilogue feel of touching everything like mm-hmm. the hobbits go back to the shire right yeah you either have mm-hmm. that sort of an ending or it just goddamn ends yeah you know like <laughs> um maybe that in itself is a problem there aren't enough Things that end in different ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you would like to talk about in regards to Mass Effect 3? Uh, I like that they added in that at the end you can turn and shoot the godchild and he gets mad and walks away. And then you get and then you <laughs> get the worst ending. That. Yeah. You <laughs> so you you have this sorry, final thoughts. You have the option uh, when you're talking to the godchild to be like He's gonna be like, you gotta pick this or this. What do you do? And you can go, fuck you. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let my galactic readiness speak for itself. And then you get the worst ending. Um, but you can expedite that by when he walks up to you before you talk to him, you just pull out your pistol and shoot him in the head, and he goes, So be it, and he walks away. And <laughs> and then you get God the worst ending anyway. I <laughs> goddamn love that. Um, other than that, hmm. uh, you know what? If you like sci-fi, play Mass Effect. And make sure you have that Band-Aid DLC so you don't lay awake until 5 in the morning wondering why Bioware did that to you, uh, like I did. Fair enough. <laughs> Alright, uh, do you have any games to recommend that are like Mass Effect? I recently played a game called Greedfall, which is not super much like Mass Effect, 
but it is kind of like a Bioware RPG. So, you know, that's similar, kind of. Um, it's a, it's a kind of, a, like, colonial um, setting, which, you know, in itself, I'm aware, can be sort of problematic. But they, uh, they do it in a relatively respectful way. Um, uh, and it's, uh, it's pretty good. So, yeah, check out Greedfall if you like stuff like this. Cool. I think my recommendation for this episode, let's see. Third-person shooter RPG things. There's not a ton of options. I mean, it's like Borderlands, but that's not the same feel at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would shooting. say, like, Bioware's older games are pretty solid. Like, you know, your your Knights of the Republic, your Jade mm-hmm. Empires and such. Hell yeah. Never a bad thing. Um, all right. Uh, thank you for being on. It was a blast. Uh, do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, sometimes, if you like hearing my voice, I am on occasion on the Plot Armor podcast, where we talk about LARP stuff. Other than that, I have zero internet presence, so... (laughs) But you do work with some really good dogs. I do work with some really good dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, thank you very much for being on this week, Matt. Uh, Thank you for having me. It was a blast. And, uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, Mass Effect 3 is um, messy, but I think they really could have tightened it up and given us an an ending to a trilogy that people would have uh, really responded responded positively to. Responded to less volatilely. (laughs) Woo! Always the dream. (laughs) And with that, I bid thee adieu. Goodbye. The Maybe We Can Fix This podcast is produced by me, Morgan Le Fay. Theme music is by Incredible Unbelievable. And logo design is by Juliana Wheel. You can find some of my writings at morganemily.blog. And you can follow me on Twitter at Morgan Le Play. Thank you for listening. I want to play Mass Effect now.